There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender on this fine, lovely Monday morning. And I have Mr. Max Styles from Beyond Lifestyle with us, which is a great organization that's kind of like really like hitting the streets right now. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I've been trying to get a hold of you for quite some time since I've been back to America. I know. So I do hear that our internet kind of connection is a little bit spotty. So we're going to see how this goes and hope that everything goes okay. But I'll let you know. So yes, I am actually, I'm sitting here, you know, we're doing a Zoom call, but you're in your office right now and full fucking setup. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are right now? Yep. So uh, beyond, I'll tell you a little bit about Beyond Lifestyles first. So I wrote the book Sex, Chicken and Cocoa Butter, and that spun, uh, spun up a whole bunch of ideas about how do I how do I educate people on all the mistakes that I made on joining swinging and BDSM and poly relationships and going through just everything? I, I took it all on at once in, in a relationship that was already toxic and I made a lot of mistakes. So out of that, I, I became somewhat of a veteran in this and educating myself more. And so that created uh, Beyond Lifestyles in a place where I just kind of educate and share my experiences. I am an author. I create toys. I um, I put host events, promotes. So your toys and- are amazing. I want to add before you know. I know that you're telling a lot about yourself, but your toys are really great. So I, I want to hear more about that when you get to that point. But I just wanted to acknowledge that quickly. Thank you so much, and you can check them out on my on being in Beyond Lifestyles anytime you want. Um, and hopefully I get to give you one soon. I know you're not too far away, so I'd love to, I'd love to at least mail you even a, a free one just to say thank you. Yeah, because we're only states away, like one state away. Um, and then, so, yeah, so that's pretty much me in a nutshell. So how did it get to be that, did you start the book because you were touring and like you just had all these different experiences from all over the place or? No, I started, I started the book because uh, it was I like to write so I you get a lot of raw emotion out of the book um, as I was going through it you got what, what I was feeling what was going on at the time and then um, five years later I decided to publish it because uh, I wasn't that person anymore I wrote it from a really dark place where I was miserable and I wasn't getting I wasn't getting the relationship I wanted I wasn't getting the sex that I wanted I wasn't getting I just wasn't happy so you get a lot of um direct feedback on somebody that was going through uh, somebody that was my partner who said she was into it but then we'd fight weeks later for uh, after an episode happened or something so it just it just didn't make it worth it so that's where the book came from it just shares my experiences on everything that I went through there's like one moment in time that like really made the biggest impact for you or like was the biggest turning point that you're like, no, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day I'm making the change. Um, The change as far as what? As far as anything, uh, anything in life, making, going from this person that you were not happy with and all the different things. And then all of a sudden just, you know, wanting to make the change or was it just like a gradual transition that just kind of happened over time? It was gradual, but I will say that uh, my move to Europe was really the point where I was getting their divorce. And I was because I had wanted my um, ex-wife now at the time to move with me so we could start over and be a family and do everything. But uh, it didn't work out that way. And so after that, I was just like, okay, I can accept who I am now. I, I am this, I am this swinger. I am this poly guy. I, I have a community that, that supports me. Um, I'm just going to be honest with who I am and what I'm doing. So and, I'm going to be real straightforward. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to cut you off for a second. So you are military, right? And no disrespect to any military member, 
but you guys are a little bit more frisky and out of control from the sexual standpoint, my opinion, especially those that live on base. Okay. For those that live on base and, you know, listen, there are some things that go on. Okay. So I wouldn't really necessarily say, and not all, but most of the military men that I have met do not live, um, but, you know, normal sexual lives, I would say the needs, the wants, I think that, you know, there's a lot that goes, would you, would you say that that's true? And would you say that that also contributed to kind of, you know, some of your thoughts and wants and behaviors and swinging and this and that? Not so much the milk, because I wanted to do it before I even knew lifestyle was a word. I, I had tried to uh-huh. tell my wife, because I got married when I was 18. Um, so baby. Yeah. So we were married for 15 years. But uh, I wanted to, I want. I told her what I wanted to do before we were married. I told her everything that, that was going on. So I don't think the military had much to do as an influence of it. Um, and you see a lot of that throughout my book, my introduction on how I got to it. But as far as uh, commenting, is the military more frisky? I mean, a lot of my friends, I think, a lot of my friends are out of the service, right? That do it. But um, I, I think a lot of the people in the military are the same. They want to do it, but they just don't, uh, they don't know how, or their wife won't let them or whatever. I, I think everybody wants, I think I read a survey where like 70% of America wanted or fantasized about going to swinging and only like 30% of them would. So I think it's all really? over. I just think that it's, you know, we get a bad rap. Yeah. Okay. You know, you did that really diplomatically and I appreciate that. But I will also say that, you know, from you traveling all over too, because it does sound like, so when you and I first actually started chatting, you were just coming back to the States. You hadn't come back yet, I don't think. And um, so that makes me believe that you had the opportunity to travel to a bunch of different places. Now, because you've had the opportunity to travel so many different places, did you have the opportunity to see, because not every culture practices, you know, sex the same way or even appreciates it the same way or, you know, sometimes in like Italy or those more, you know, sensual areas, you could be even a little bit more sexual or something. Am I wrong or, you know? Uh, You're not wrong. Uh, The only place that you're not going to see it is uh, Middle East. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see much there as far as, uh, I rarely even saw women in the street. Like it was until, until late night comes out. Then I got a glimpse of all the beautiful women at the clubs and stuff, but, uh, I got a real sense of, uh, not being wanted or welcome there. So, uh, but, uh, Budapest, France, uh, Spain, Amsterdam, I, I went swinging in all those places. We had, I had a blast in all of them. So uh, there were little different quirks about different places. Like in, uh, for instance, uh, Budapest, when they say they start at nine, they start at nine. Like all, all the food was gone by 11 and people, people were wrapping up and getting ready to leave by one. I was like, we just got here. What's going on? So uh, really? when they, they were serious about their, Hey, you're going to go at nine o'clock. You're going to be here. You're going to be naked and you're going to, you're going to have fun. And then you're going to get the hell out of my house. So that's fantastic. <laughs> are they more like, are they a super strict culture to begin with or? Um, so Budapest, I can't really speak. I was only there for a weekend for Spain oh, okay. I can, for Spain and, and the more, um, I guess, Western Europe, everything there was very, as much as open as it was, it was still very hush hush. Um, a lot of people didn't want to talk about it, but there was, there were swinging clubs. There were three in every city. There were, they were all over the place. It's, it's legal and they didn't have, you don't have the problems with, you know, selling alcohol and having a good time at the same place um, that we do here. And you are current, you're currently married. Did you just get married or you're still in that stage? Oh of, yes, uh, I definitely okay. got married. I, I don't even think I let the ink dry yet on my divorce papers before I was signing up for, I don't know if you've met Carol Styles or seen her, me posting her all over the damn place, but I'm just proud of my little trophy woman. wife. Yeah, she's beautiful. I mean, she's got an OnlyFans. She's got definitely some areas where you can also follow her. It's not just him. They are a dynamic duo. So definitely look for her. But um, did you meet her while you were traveling or did you meet her overseas, um, over yeah, in the U.S.? I met her in Spain on Tinder. So um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a small little intro into my next book. 
Um, I was in Spain. I didn't even, I didn't even last a day before I was already on some dating app and meeting up with a girl. Uh, I dated that girl for like three months and then I wasn't getting anywhere with swinging with her. So, but, uh, so I brought down my girlfriend from America and she didn't like that. And so she said, you know what? Don't talk to me no more. We're done. I don't want to do this. I was like, all right, cool. So I got back on another dating app, set, replaced her within five minutes and met Carol. So, <laughs> I didn't miss a beat. And uh, yeah. then my girlfriend came down. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm I'm already super like into this Brazilian. It, it's a, it turned into a mess, but uh, you have to get the rest of it. But that's how I met Carol. On a well, dating I, app. I think that you'll have to read the book to find out what happens next. But I'll say, you know, we've never formally met, but she does look like or she seems like she gives off the persona that she has a very spunky personality and just very charismatic when, you know, in the well, room with people. I'll, I'll speak a little bit about her real quick. She is from the streets of Brazil, like the poorest of the poor area. So she's amazed by like things that I wouldn't, that I don't even think about like garbage disposals or washing machines. She's like, oh, this is awesome. You know, just right. shove it all. It's so, just more of the simpler things in life that make her very happy. And, and so she will talk to the most poorest person the same way she'll talk to the richest person. I see her network and talk in a room and she just, she's not stuck up or, or vain or anything. She's just so humble and so amazing personality. And that's her energy that she puts off is, as was one of the reasons why I couldn't let her go. Yeah, I can understand that. It definitely, you can see that through social media for sure. So well done on that department. And it seems like she supports you heavily because she's always, you know, holding your book up and promoting your book or taking some super sexy pictures with the book, which, you know, listen, if you're trying to promote a book, it's fucking hard sometimes. So to have a beautiful woman be able to, you know, strike a pose with it is not a bad thing. Um, you know, and also she does, she looks like she supports you in some of your like sexual endeavors and some of the things that you like and all that kind of stuff. So it's really nice when you see partners to be able to look, do that. Look, when she, um, <laughs> I took her to her first swinging party. Cause I was, I told you I'm on this open and honest. This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. I don't think it was two weeks into the relationship before I threw this girl into a swingers party. And when I tell you, she was just, she was, she was worse than me. Like she was like, is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. And she took both those dicks in her hands. She's like, I'm so happy. Yeah, right. Like, and it is a great moment. One. She's the one. This is going to work. <laughs> so the reason why I bring up some of these things is because I didn't even know that the apparatus existed until you guys put it on social media. It's like that, like ours isn't the same, but I think maybe yours was lips. It's like the lips that you put as like a gag, but it opens so you could actually get face fucked with it. I don't know if yours are lips or not, but uh, so I saw that and I was like, oh, we got to get that. So, you know, Spencer got one for us, too. And I love that thing. I mean, anybody. <laughs> so I just want to let you know, because something you posted, I, I brought a little thing into our bedroom because of it. But it's, it's, it's like a drool like it just makes it real sloppy and amazing. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it makes it easier for you to keep your mouth open, too, because sometimes it does get like you're getting it like kind of deep in there it's a little bit challenging but so that's that so that's the reason why I brought up that thing but so I, I a few things I want to say so this conversation is going really well and as he mentioned earlier it took so much time for us to kind of connect and I'll say you know I didn't know what to make of you initially I don't know if like you're a very strong personality. I'm a very strong personality. I couldn't tell by the way that we were communicating like I just couldn't tell, like you made me like a little bit uneasy and I don't know if it was like intimidation or if it was like, wow, this guy is like real, you, you have aspirations and you have goals. I think that that's what it is. Your drive is hardcore and you can really tell that with beyond lifestyles and all that you've accomplished. And, you know, I want to talk about that, but for this, I really do want you to know why I hesitated for so long. Cause there was just something that I was like, I don't know, but I'm with that with everybody. Like I get very nervous and very like kind of guarded and very like just very hardcore boundary for just whatever, you know, and you do know some of my story. And so you could probably imagine why that that's the case, but I appreciate the fact that you've always kind of like 
had my back in an open kind of way or just like super supported in small kind of ways on social media with like dumb things, whether it's acknowledging a post or making a comment or something like that, because it's really important for the groups to be able to cross over and be able to build a relationship. And I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that I was apprehensive and I don't know what it was, but I just want to make sure that you're clear on, <laughs> I, I was being hesitant for some reason. and I don't know what the reason was. And so there's that if you want that. <laughs> No I, I was more intrigued when one of your haters jumped in my inbox and started talking about uh, your story and just kept on rambling and rambling and just put so much energy into hating you um, that it really uh, intrigued me on what you have going on too, though. So um, I, I hate to say that her little hate uh, session with me kind of backfired and, and intrigued me more about what you guys had going on, but I, I dislike um, anybody that is trying to come into my mind, hey, I saw your friends with this person, you know, they're really bad people. And, you know, they do this, this and this. And it's just, are, do you really have that much energy to talk that negative about things that happened years ago in the past, you know, and you're still holding on to it. Some there's a, there was a piece of that that intrigued me more about you and your group. And I saw you starting to grow and uh, I was trying to get on your bandwagon too, though. So yeah. Uh, and, and it was the perfect storm, right? Because you came back and it was a perfect storm, but not because it was like, you kind of came back during COVID. So it was like, things were open, but it was, and it was so difficult also. And, you know, I, things for me got like really overwhelming too, because as you know, I'm sure from your side of it, there's only so many different things that you can accomplish you know, and only so many things that you could put focus into. So even when we started the conversation about the podcast, I ended up putting it on pause for a little while too. Cause I was like, I just, I can't balance all of this. You know, it's just too much happening right now. But I, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that I really do appreciate the fact that you support it in so many different ways and that we are right here right now to be able to talk about all the amazing things that you're doing. Because I mean, your group hits, I mean, you got fucking administrators all over the U.S. and you guys are go to Hito. I mean, tell us more about the group and the I mean, I want to hear these are the things I want to hear about the group. I want to hear about how you grew it so fast because you did. You have so many different engaging activities within the group. You have your biggest loser activities. You have sponsors. You have all sorts of things that you've thought out in a well uh, oiled machine, I would say, from a group you know, perspective. So tell me all about that. So this is actually my second group. My first group was with uh, my ex-wife. That was called the Best of Both Worlds. It was a play on uh, her being black and me being white because I've never really dated a white girl. I was uh, say, you're definitely not all into the white territory, which is totally fine. But um, I just was saying because you said that you primarily play uh, in all sorts of categories, which is I all sorts of categories. I'm very I'm very versatile, and I mean yeah. not to say I discriminate. There's white people that come to my parties as well. A hundred percent. I just, uh, this is my second group. So I had a following before I got, I was deployed. I was deployed for five years. So a lot of my followers were people that were, had been following me for five years anyway. So as soon as I said, Hey, I'm opening the group back up, I automatically had, you know, like 3000 people that were already mm -hmm. kind of following me. So from that and, and the book, because a lot of people were buying the book and were interested in following my author, my, my story. Buy the book on Amazon. Absolutely. There's only yeah. one sex chicken and cocoa butter, so it's not hard to find. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the following from my book started to come in and then people started to... Um, you know, add other people and, and appreciate what I'm doing and, and the knowledge that I'm spreading and trying to educate other people. So I get a lot of good feedback from that. And then from it growing so much, I realized that, you know, people are all over the place and I don't want to post, you know, every other day, hey, who's in my city? So I just broke them down into different categories or different uh, regions. And if you want to be, if you want to network within within that region, you will just talk to that admin and they'll add you to the group and then you'll be vetted that way. That way we control more vetting through our chat groups than we do our main page because the main page is more about spreading information. I don't really vet a lot for the people that are in the main group. As long as you're in the States, you've had a profile over a year and you're not, you know, don't look really uh, spammy. Um, we'll pretty much let you in. So that that's not, that's not an issue, but you will be vetted a lot closer. And if we have events and you're being screened for that, that's when we kind of do our vetting. 
Yeah. And so you do have a private chat for each one of the territories that, Correct. yeah, okay. see, that's the, that's really great. How many different areas are you in right now? Because I know, I mean, truthfully, last time I saw you were looking for a couple admins down south and I know that you had hit them, but I didn't see the latest after that. Yeah, but we're, we are almost pretty covered. I mean, our, our lowest route is California or the West Coast where we kind of put in uh, Washington as well. But um, the whole East Coast is covered. We've, we've got admins all over the place and our Midwest is starting to expand more. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And just recently, you did your tour down south, right? You did a little bus tour down to one of the resorts down there and kind of came back up. And so can you share about what that experience was and what your journey was with, you know, like maybe your favorite moment or just tell me about the trip overall. Oh, my God. I had a complete blast. The the bus trip was a bust. Um, there was some miscommunication between me and the owner, but... Oh, shoot. Okay. It wasn't, wasn't a huge deal. You would have saw all those pictures because I would have posted all those. We would have had a blast. But uh, that that didn't stop us from having fun in Atlanta. I, had, I have some amazing friends in Atlanta that uh, put us up. We hosted a small get-together, and we went to meet some of my other admins and my other... And, and had a party down there. So... Atlanta, I love Atlanta as one of my favorite places. And then from there, we went down to, you got to realize my wife's never been to America. So everywhere is new and exciting. And oh my God, I'm in Florida. Oh my God, I'm in Georgia. Oh my God, where, where am I at? So that in itself must have just made it just so much more enjoyable and incredible, really. Exactly. And, and for her to be recognized everywhere that we go because she's carol styles the you know the queen of beyond lifestyle so people know her before she even gets anywhere so for people to be like oh my god carol i've seen you everywhere is is so it's amazing for her to to be you know this this d-list celebrity so to speak when we when we go to these places and and she's just she's all smiles so she's enjoying herself that's Um, fantastic yeah. So from there, uh, we went down mm-hmm. to the the resorts that uh, shall remain nameless. Uh, we had a we had a complete blast there. We were treated with so much respect there. We were given VIPs and bottles and um, just so much love was shown. People brought their book with them so that I could autograph them sitting there in the resort. That's amazing. Writing books and just you know having a blast. I, it, I don't drink, so I was the sober one watching all my friends uh, be retarded, but uh, everybody that came out supported. I mean, we had people that flew in from New York. We had people from Miami come up. We had people in Texas. So it was it was a great event. I had a blast. Oh, that's so awesome. So you so was it you did like an outdoor pool party, like indoor club thing or was it just kind of like. Uh, like a nighttime event that you did or what did you do for the book signing or how how did people come to you to have their book signed I should say yeah we just uh publicized when we were going to be there and I'm not hard to find I'm six foot two bald man with the you're six foot two yeah I'm, I'm a little tall so I'm not hard to find so they just Hey, I got your book back. So then they knew where I was going to be. So uh, they just came up and, you know, brought their book out with me. I would have never guessed you were that tall. Yeah, he's going to stand up. Well, yeah. Okay. You can't even see him in the entire screen. I fucking, I mean, that's tall. I would have never, I mean, I'm little, so I would be little compared to you or not. But so now I did see that you're going to go to Hito, right? So you're going to, you're doing a trip there. When is that? June of 2022. Uh, we're going to be okay, down there for year. a week and yep next year we got you got plenty of time to wait. I think we only have nine rooms left to be honest with you we sold out really fast and we had to ask for more room so um, we are we've been pretty successful I didn't think it was going to be that successful my admins brought it to me like hey we should go to Hedo I was like okay but uh, they want this much money by this day and they're like ah you'll be fine and uh, lo and behold we sold out and we had to ask for more room so I think That's- we have nine left on what we have going on so um if anybody's interested they absolutely are more than welcome to come with me on lifestyles in june yeah and so have you ever been to hito before no i personally have not that's why i was so excited when my admins were taking it over and really uh you know planning the schedule and doing everything there for me so because they've been they go all the time the the two that are kind of putting it together so uh i'm i'm ha- i'm happy there's somebody helping me that knows yeah. the rules. 
Right. Somebody that's been there, they know the ins and outs on like what you should or should not do and all that kind of stuff. See, I've never been, but Spencer's been to like one of the old Hedos or something like that. Like he, he used to go a bunch and he said it was amazing. And so I'm sure you'll have a good time, but well, that was, with us. um, I would have to say, truthfully speaking, it's really difficult to commit because like we're trying to book our events. And the reason being is this, like normally we would have like our calendar booked already a year in advance, like our calendar for 2022 would already be done. But with COVID, it's still, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like it's still just so just not, so we're kind of, I mean, it's possible. It's not, it's not off the table. If you said it's like the end of June or something like that, we usually do our white party like June 21st, but um you know but we'll talk about it but if anybody wanted to go on the trip with you specifically like where do they go to get that information is it your website um the website is not up yet funny story website that i can absolutely tell you here in a second um but the 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 beyond lifestyles our event page has all the information um we're not hard to find for that either and i'm sure you can you can link it for the oh yeah Definitely. So tell me about the website. Cause I thought that it was, I'm pretty sure I yep. visited it. Oh, it was half done. It was half done. And, um, the guy who was putting it together for me, he brought his wife over and wanted to have a, uh, a play date, so to speak. He never makes and, business and pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, but right. he, he, couldn't, he couldn't rise to the occasion. And then his, his wife asked him asked if I could tie her up. So we had a little BDS, small BDSM uh, scene. It wasn't anything. It was some light flogging or whatever. And then he did it. And then she like threw a fit, like you're doing it too hard and whatever. So she just totally turned him, practically turned him down. And then, uh, yeah, the next day he was like, I can no longer help you with your website. Um, here's your money back. Here's your uh, whatever. I was like, God damn. So lesson learned on my part, um, try to, try to get the, try to get the business out of the way before the pleasure, but. (laughs) And that's, see, this is my, my biggest fear points in hand America and internationally for all you listening. This is the reason why I don't like to play with the people that like are intertwined with my minor parties or Mizzy's boutique or actually any of the, any of the brands now, because it could get me so, you know, so iffy and exactly right. that, like the backfire of it all. That, so what are you going to do now? Well, it's half done. So I just, I, I think I could probably figure it out if I can sit down and, um, and play with it a little bit, but I've been so busy myself. Uh, I've, I've been on this time crunch. I, I almost promised this book that my second book about two months ago. So um, I am, I have to do that first. And then I have back orders on floggers. And then I have, you know, my admin duties and my events coming up, my promotion. So I just, I stay really busy. So as I'm laughing, when I said earlier, you know, it's hard to, to figure out what you're supposed to do and prioritize. And like some of it has to come off the list. That's exactly. what it sounds like. <laughs> if, I were, if I didn't have to do this Navy thing, I would be, you know, super on it. But this nine well, to five. Is really well, how, you, I mean, you're committed, you're a committed military man. Like you're, you're, Absolutely. this is uh, like your job, right? Forever. It's for two more years. Yes. How long have you been in for? 18. Oh, it has. So it has been your entire career. And yeah. have you always been Navy since you've been in or? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cause I'm from, I'm from Fresno, California. I am from the streets of the streets of the, you know, the wrong side of the tracks, uh, kids. So I didn't, my mom never went to school. My mom never went to school. We didn't, I didn't have a dad. She, you know, drugs and, you know, it was just a, I don't want to say a bad childhood, but it was, it was a lot of lessons learned and, um, the tribulations. The Navy really gave me a chance to start over because I, I brought all that to the Navy and I basically, you know, got schooled like hey you're in the navy now you can't be that hard if you're in the navy and you know what you're right he was like you're in a corporation you need to grow the fuck up like you can't you can't act like this anymore so he basically put me in school and uh there i was seaman uh seaman styles uh 
in college and I didn't even go to, I didn't even go to 10th grade. I'm a 10th grade dropout. So for me to have a master's degree now and, you know, about to retire from the Navy is, is a huge accomplishment for me, my family and everything that I have going on. So I'm, I'm super proud of what I've accomplished within the Navy and prideful to give back whatever I could. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely appreciate your service. You know, as I mentioned to you earlier, our service people are near and dear to my heart. So I do appreciate all that you do. And I'm sure the journey has not been easy at times, but it's so awesome that you have two years left and you kind of get to do whatever you want after that. Right. I mean, you're a free man. Are you going to like reenlist or are you going to, are you going to like. So my ultimate, my ultimate dream would be to, I want my own sex store. I want my own, I want my own club. I, I, I really love what I do now. Um, even from the writing to the promotions, to the parties, if I could, if I can monetize it and, and really enjoy what I do every day, that would be my, that would be my passion. But my, my degree is in Homeland Security, so um, I'll probably end up working for FEMA or something. But uh, my goal would absolutely to be to have a, have a store and sell my own material. And um, that would be where I want to go. I mean, why can't you open up like an Etsy store? Like, I mean, I'm sure you want like something in person, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much could have that now, but I have so many back orders that I have to, I've promised okay. to people now. So I, I I do what I can for now. And if I ever build an inventory, I'll definitely have the, the store going on. Um, but like I said, I have, I have a lot of work to do now. So um, the- Is it only the, floggers that you make? Mm-hmm. What about them? Only, only flog- Is it only floggers that you make? I mean, that's what people have been ordering. I can make paddles. I can turn anything on wood. Um, I work with all kinds of leather, so I can make anything leather for the most part. I'm, I'm interested in trying to get into um, my my wife loves to sew. So I'm hoping to get some of that leather and get her sewing on something to make a few things. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I've, I've been doing that because that's what everyone's been ordering. Where did you learn how to make them? Good question. So I had a mentor um, with my first group, Best of Both Worlds, uh, who basically brought over his lathe because he was moving and he showed me how to do it. Uh, My grandfather was a tool and die maker. So he basically turned over all of his tools to me when he passed away. So I have tools that I don't even know what to do with. And I have, you know, a lathe that I've been using now for a while. I didn't use it over in Spain because it was 220 volt, but um, I have this lathe. Then I've just started turning wood and turning plastic and making all this. The way that I make the plastic ones is really cool. It's very time consuming, but it's really cool. The different color ones. The spinning thing that you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's the spinning thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's laughing at me, but, you know, I don't know. I see the videos and it's just like, it goes and you it's like one of those videos you just want to keep staring at because like the color of is it silicone or like what is actually that rubber material it's plastic yep it's, oh it's, it's plastic just, i melt down like, all the plastic and put it all together and then i put it in the press to get all the bubbles out and like i said it's a little bit of a process but it comes out really cool yeah it's really fucking cool it reminds me of like somebody making like a um like a post for like a dresser or something, how like all those little like knobby things come in there and you see like all the swirls and then like all the different colors within like the material and stuff like that. It's really fascinating. Well, it's, I, I really love like how it's made <laughs> as those are my favorite. So watching all the behind the scenes is really cool. So I do appreciate when you're posting those things, whatever, because people don't realize how much fucking work goes into one of those things. And when you say it costs $120, well, motherfucker, this is why it costs $120 because <laughs> it's so much work. It's right. great. <laughs> so what other things do you want to do in the future with Beyond Lifestyles? Because you clearly have like a game plan mapped out. I hear all the things, but like, if you were to really like break it down and say, you know what, next year, by this time, I really want to be at this place with my group. Like, what does that look like for you? So, and I really want my admins to be able to eat. So I want them to be able to be paid for what they're doing. I don't want them to just, you know, be in charge of chat groups. So, uh, 
within, I would say in two years, because that's when I'm really free and can be open. Um, I want them to be able to have, to, like right now we're promoting for Club um, Charisma in New Jersey. So I want them yes. to be able to have their own um, promotion scheme where they can use Beyond Lifestyles members to, to get their own. Um, I, I'm not in it to really make money. I, I just enjoy what I do. And if they're able to um, promote and, and they're able to make money and I'm able to offer that to them, that would make me really happy for Beyond Lifestyles, for them to have their own club promotion where they can bring people in and um, promote not only Beyond Lifestyles, because that helps me too, but so that they can uh, have that experience of being, you know, top perform, uh, top promoters. Yeah, I understand that. And that's a really great mission to get to. I mean, we don't have any admins in our group, but I always think about that too, because I mean, you know, we don't have paid employees for Mindbender parties, but we certainly have a crew. And when we do travel with our crew, you know, we take care of them from start to finish because, you know, that's what, you know, so it's like you try and get to the point where you can take care of everybody to the best of your ability and keep growing with everybody. And unfortunately, you know, like with the business models continuously changing, well, I guess for you, it's probably still okay because you're still on your path. But like, as our business models keep changing, it's been frustrating. And I kind of like, put more eggs in my basket for the boutique because I mean, that's where my passion is. You know, my Brenda parties is Spencer's baby. And of course I support that, you know, 100% and I always will, but it's different when something is, you know, like yours and you work so hard for it and you think through it and all the different ins and outs of it. Like the most proud moments you must have is like, you know, that when somebody does bring you your book, for the signature or, you know, like when you see the Amazon, like purchase that, you know, it's like those moments you're like all of this. Yes. These are the moments that just make your heart so warm. Uh, can you tell me like your most favorite moment in the lifestyle, like so far, like something that like, you'll say just, just made you just so excited and just like, yes, this is exactly why I want to be here. Oh wow, that's a really good question, Missy. You hit me with the uh, you hit me with one. Um, edit out this pause while I think. Um, <laughs> there's a, I Are have putting like the Jeopardy music. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have such a good time at all my parties, and I'm not talking about just the sex, just the atmosphere of the events, the people that are there, like. I've never had a problem with anybody stealing anything from me. I've never had a problem with everybody's just there to have a good time. You open your doors and, you know, people are on the same wavelength as far as mental openness uh, about things. And that is the part that keeps, keeps me coming back. The, the people that I meet and whatever the, the aha moments, um, I, you know, through the first part of the first, like, five years of this was really, really hard for me. Um, but the aha moment with, with Carol now, um, when I see her having fun is in any time is really happy for me. Cause I, I can see her, her light up and her enjoy herself. And I'm not just, it's just not me over here in the corner having sex with some girl. It's, you know, sharing, being able to share and share those experiences with her. Um, you guys can play separate like what's your guys's play composition if you don't mind me asking you guys can pretty much just like you guys have free reign or like yeah so for me i've never been the jealous person i just don't want to be in the dark with anything so if you communicate with me and you um tell me what's going on before it happens and not after then i'm pretty open like i'm not um but I've been through a lot so there's not much that surprises me anymore uh <laughs> i can so, understand that if, if she says, hey, I want to um, go play with this couple or whatever, I would ask who they are and ask some questions, but I'd probably be okay with it. You just, it wouldn't take a lot of convincing because she sends me on dates with other couples to, to be a bull sometimes. So I definitely would, she hasn't done so it you yet. Guys, yeah, so you guys can play separately. You guys have an open composition where if anything, you it's open enough for you guys to communicate Correct. about particular situations on whether or not you would like it or not like it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Spencer and I, we don't ever play separately, like not separate rooms or separate areas or anything, but like if he wanted to play with a girl that like, I'm not interested in, like he's, he can do that. But like, I would want to be like in the proximity and like 
watch or, you know, maybe touch him or something of the sorts. Like that would be my, my composition. I am not, I'm not the same person that I was in this 10 years ago. Like I said, I've been doing this for 12, 13 years or whatever. So I'm not the same swinger that I was during the beginning of this. So if you would have asked me that question um, during that time, I'd say, absolutely not. She's not going to, you know, she doesn't want to have sex with anybody else. I don't want her to have sex with anybody else. We're just going to do girls and, or whatever. Um, so I, I just think everybody's on their own path. And that's kind of why I opened Beyond Lifestyle so much. Um, because I want everybody to find their path and to be able to ask questions because I didn't have that when I first started. I was just kind of walking in the dark, trying to figure it out and just pissing everybody off that was around me. Uh, I'm well, not why do you say you were making them mad? Why were Because I, I was doing what made me happy versus considering what my wife was going through, what, what she was what she was really feeling. She would say one thing, but I could I could see that she was upset you- about it. But yeah. I was so happy and I was doing my own thing because this is, I had been miserable for so long. And now I'm, I like found my tribe, so to speak. I found my people and I, I really want to be here and I really want to do this. But in the, on, the, on the side, I'm like, you know, killing my wife's fucking self-esteem and hurting her on the inside. And I just wasn't worried about it then because I wasn't happy. So with her. And, you know, this is such a critical point, and I want to back up on it. And I'm going to ask you some questions. You can tell me no at any time. But a lot of people in the lifestyle, when they're, when they're married and they're, they're, their relationship is a little bit funky or something, they think that the answer is going to the lifestyle. And it's not. It's not the answer because it just makes it break so much more because all those insecurities and all those things that you thought that you would be able to fix – with, you know, maybe another person coming into the, to the factor, it really just exasperates the, the jealousy and the esteem issues and all these other things that one was dealing with. And it's so much more in your face. Now I bring all that to the attention because you had mentioned that you were married for 15 years and you guys had met at such a young age or, or got married at such a young age. I would have to imagine at that point in time, you guys don't necessarily know who you guys are as individuals to begin with and mentioning your upbringing and then, you know, where you were headed to and stuff like that. I could, I could imagine that your relationship was a complete growth at all times because you were so young. And so to try and bring the lifestyle into it it could be so complicated. So, you know, I could see that, that causing the separation within your relationship is that right or wrong do you understand what i'm trying to say i do um i i wouldn't i wouldn't put the so for me the lifestyle wasn't the issue with my with my prior relationship it was um she she didn't want to come with me to europe right oh okay so I didn't want to pretend to be husband and pay all the bills and pay all the medical bills and, and just pay everything and then pretend to be husband and then come back and still be miserable. Like I was just, I was just done at that point. And she had a girlfriend. She didn't want to leave her girlfriend. Um, but then they ended up, they were Rocky too. So it was a, it was a whole situation. Um, but you are right. That is not the play. It is the lifestyle is not going to make your relationship well, I'm sure there's some cases where it does make them better, right? Not everything's yeah. always or never. But uh, for me, my relationship was so rocky and so bad that when I did bring it in, um, it was for about eight months, it was perfect. I was I was the best, po- I was like the spitting image of a perfect poly relationship in my head. But, and the, but on the sideline, my wife was suffering. My girlfriend was happy. She was, you know, she was getting the best of both worlds too, so to speak. So, right. but um you, you are right. I, I needed I needed mentorship. I needed somebody to answer questions for me. What should I do? How should I do it? And I just didn't have that. So I'm I am me opening Beyond Lifestyles was a place for me to be able to share my experiences and connect other vets with other uh, beginners. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and it's it's not good, but it is good. It's kind of good that we've had some, you know, bumpy roads through the lifestyle because it gives us the opportunity to want to share that. And, you know, not many people are in the position where they're open enough to, or bold enough, maybe to share all the ins and outs, say, you know what, this happened to me. I want to bring it to your attention and red flag it for you just to ensure that doesn't happen to you. And so like, 
I watched your group and the different conversation posts you put up and, and you put up conversation topics from every aspect of every piece of the lifestyle, alternative lifestyle across the board, you touch upon it. I don't have as much knowledge and, and vast kind of, um, I guess, interactions for me to be able to speak on a lot of it, but I, I try and be as open as you are. And it makes you feel really good that you're able to share, even though they're like kind of shitty moments, but when you're able to share it and say, you know what, I'm kind of noticing this from you, maybe listen to like kind of what happened with me, you know, do you, do you find that you get to share some of those moments with some of your group members so much more privately of like, I have quite a bit of people that will write me personally and DM me and say, Hey, I'm having this problem with my boyfriend. What should I do? Or, and I'm not definitely not a licensed you know, psychiatrist by any means, but I share my experiences and, and what I've gone through, which was the whole point of this in the first place. Um, but I get a lot more of that with, with this and I'm, and I'm super proud to, you know, see the relationships blossom or, Hey, this is, this relationship is going to fail. Like you can, you can't do this and expect this out of him or her, whatever the situation is. Like you, you deserve to be happy. Like if this doesn't make you happy and that you've been doing this for, you know, 10 years, you might want to consider this isn't where you need to be. Yeah. I love those moments too. Like I get a lot of those sidebar conversations too. And in those moments, I'm like, you know what? It's really great that somebody for this one split second thought that you or I would be able to just share some sort of light on that particular moment. And it does. And you're right. This moment right here with the two of us chatting, that's what it all comes to. And that like, these are my favorite moments being able to share, right. Being able to share everything that it is that we're doing and feel so proud of it, but you be able to talk to each other and grow together as groups competitors, however anybody would want to look at us because people think that, you know, like group crossovers can't happen and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, for me, my mission with the lifestyle is to be open, collaborative, inclusive. And that definitely, the more that I talk with you and the more that I watch your social media and stuff like that, you're definitely all about inclusivity. And it's really nice to see. And so if there were like a few passion points that you would say, like, this is what I represent within the lifestyle, like, two, one, two, three, whatever. Like, what are your highest, like, morals, if, if you, principles? I'm not sure what the right word would be. Yeah. So I would say um, definitely honesty has, has brought a lot, because I was, I was a lie in my first relationship. I had to lie. There was no way around it. I felt like I had to lie. I couldn't be honest with my wife at the time. And that just brought on so much more, drama and pain so honesty is a big part of who i am and what i do now um communication uh, you have to be able to talk to your partner i wasn't able to talk to my partner about anything in the first book now i you know i give it to it raw as, as much as i can because i number one i know that uh, carol is supports me and everything that i have going on and i support too so we're we're just on that same wavelength and to find that in your partner is is a miracle by itself um honesty communication and um fun I, I, fun slash happiness like i don't want i don't want to ever be in that dark place again where i'm i have to be that person that has to lie or sneak or be to be myself um so and and life is too short as it is so uh if you're not happy you're not winning you could have I, we had all the money in the world we were making a ton of money with both of us working we had a huge house we had cars we had motorcycles we had you know everything you could think if i had all this stuff i just wasn't happy so um that part I, I, so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that to say the money and the stuff isn't really that important the important thing is that you're happy and that you're doing what you love to do yeah i would agree with that like so very much and for anybody that's kind of been listening to my series and stuff. I kind of, I recently put out like my journey through the lifestyle and how it got me to where I am. And I guess when I think through it in our conversation here, I would say probably happiness would be, I would put that at my most, most forefront too, because happiness is a hard thing to acknowledge that we want. And sometimes we feel like we're being super selfish when we, when we make the decisions to be happy and it's never a selfish thing because 
if you're not happy, you can't possibly make anybody else happy. And so it has to, the groundwork has to start with you first. And that was like a hard learning for me in just general overall. So I'm really happy, as you said, to be in a relationship where you can be super free and communicate everything, even though it might be tough to say some of the words that you need to say, it still feels so much better than just like keeping them closed inside. So having the open communication with Spencer has been one of my most utmost favorite things because that's not what I was, you know, it was was different what I was used to previously. And so to have the composition that I have now is so much more enjoyable and it is just so much more freeing and I just love it so much. And so I think that I relate to you so many on so many different levels and some of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing your next book come out, which is going to be, I know you still have to write it. You're, you're late, but when do you, when do you, when, when do you expect for people to like be able to read it? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to announce it here and I'm going to sit down and do it because I keep telling myself, Oh, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So it's, it's practically done. Right. So I am, it is time for me to sit down and finish it and get it to an editor. Depending on how long the editor takes, I'll, I'll give myself 45 days and it'll be out. That sounds so great. So I have to say, um, you were the first like male interview that I've really done. I've had men on the show, but I've had them on as like educational pieces. And um, I did have my business manager on like early on, but from like a super like interview person from somebody that I haven't really met and somebody that just like I wanted to connect with within the industry and all that you are the first man. So I, I want to acknowledge that because I'm happy to have you on here to kind of implement that that man tonality for me. Um, if you were to say like collaborations with us in the future, would you want any? What would they look like? What what do you think? I, you know what? I sent you I sent you a message probably not too long ago to uh, do a Beyond Lifestyles and uh and a uh, one of your boutique one of your little devil signs like on a T-shirt together. Oh fuck yeah! Be, I think that'd be awesome. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm open for anything as long as as long as it shows that we're coming together and and communication and and openness is kind of what we're all about. So the networking part of it, I'm more than happy to collaborate with you on anything parties or throw something on your boutique or when, when my website is actually up, uh, <laughs> promotions on there as well. So, uh, yeah. Cause, and if yeah. there was ever a point in time when you get out of your back orders and you have some of your toys and stuff and you want me to take them on the road, you know, there are so many different possibilities. That's the other thing I love strategizing and thinking, you know, like long-term and stuff like that. And now that we've really had the opportunity to have a conversation, it will definitely make it so much easier for me to kind of think, about all the different components and how they fit together and all that kind of stuff. And so that was really great. So thank you. If there is anything that you would leave as a takeaway today on the show for our community members, what would that be? I think we kind of hit on it. I, my, my goal is to make sure that people are living their best lives and that they're happy. So um, check out Beyond Lifestyles and, and hopefully that you'll gain some information or even put out information. I, I, I don't do a lot of memes and stuff. I probably delete 90% of them because there's a million groups for that and they all share the same memes and stuff anyway. So um, if you're about education and, and sharing, your, sharing your experiences, that's what we're about too. So I'd encourage people to come on and, and connect that uh, bridge, that gap between the veterans and the newbies to kind of share. Um, but yeah, that, that's really, I just really appreciate you having me on and I look forward to talking to you more. Absolutely. So you guys, you'll have to stay tuned to see where this partnership or collaboration goes to. And, uh, you know, as we put out the podcast, make sure you look for the links and how you can connect into his group. It will be in the body of all the information within the podcast, but then on all the social media posts. So you guys, until that next, until the next time, I will talk to you so soon.